Welcome back to Just Scrap Radio on BJPen.com. I'm your host, Cole Sheldon. And after a brief hiatus, I had a broken laptop, couldn't do the show, but we're back for UFC Vegas 26, and we got a stacked lineup for you. We're first joined by one half of the main event, Michelle Watterson. And I think this might be her only interview she does. I got her uh, basically right when the fight was rumored. She confirmed it, a flyweight main event, which is really interesting against Marino Rodriguez. We kind of talk about how all this took place and whether or not she... Uh, like what, what kind of went through her head when she got the offer five rounds main event flyweight what she thinks of win over rodriguez does for her but really good chat with michelle we then are joined by jeff neal to preview his short notice fight against uh neil magni a ton of short notice fights on this card but this one is a phenomenal fight i talked to jeff but whether he got offered that main event spot he he said he never heard of that but if he did he would have needed a lot more time than 30 something days to do a five round just because he was uh obviously he's been training but it's a different kind of shape you got to be in to go five rounds but neil seems ready this is the fight he wanted against neil magni and he thinks he can get a good win here finish him early and get a big name next time out and kind of work his way up the welterweight ranks we're then joined by diego for hair to preview his short notice fight against greg gillespie just the theme of short notice fights continue this is a very interesting fight obviously for air lost a split decision for neil Darius last time out in february he wanted a quick turnaround obviously Gregor's supposed to fight Brad Riddell. That fight got canceled and then steps in Diego Frajera just a couple weeks later against Greg Gillespie. This is a big test for, obviously, uh, Diego. If he can stuff the takedowns of Gregor and get a win, this would be a big win for him. Gregor's a big name in this division. Has a lot of hype. Hasn't fought since he got knocked out by Kevin Lee. If he can get a win over Frajera, that's going to do a lot for him and kind of work his way into the top 10. Oh, we're then joined by Patchy Mix to preview his fight, uh, belt for 258 fight against Albert Morales. Albert's a guy that was in the UFC, uh, picked up a win over in the UFC, but he's kind of had mixed results since then. But this is a guy that he said, Patrick says he, he was offered three or four different opponents. He said yes to all of them. This is the guy that finally said yes to him. But most of the chat was on about James Gallagher pulling out and whether or not he still wants that fight. Patchy's not happy with James Gallagher. He thinks guy, he kind of always knew Gallagher was going to pull out. So he wasn't surprised when he got the news. And we close things out talking with Maurice Green to preview his fight. Again, the Marcus Ruggiero de Lima. Really interesting fight. Obviously, Green coming off that knockout loss to Greg Hardy. This could be do or die for him in the UFC. He's kind of had mixed results, but th- this is a big fight for him. He thinks uh, he he's, he can go out there and finish Delima, and he thinks he can go submit him. He thinks Delima's going to shoot a bad shot, and he's going to grab hold of his neck and submit him, which would be really interesting if he submits him because everyone kind of thinks if he's going to win, it's going to be by knockout. But really good chat with the Crochet boss, but a really good episode. Hope you all enjoy. Uh, thanks for listening. Be sure to share the show. Tune in next week for a stacked UFC 262 lineup that I just finished all those interviews. It's a really good lineup, but thank you all for listening and have a good day. Yeah. All right. We're joined by UFC strawweight Michelle Watterson, who's taking a quick short notice fight here. Michelle, how's it going? I'm wonderful. <laughs> Excited. Filled with energy. <laughs> Obviously, the May 8th card was supposed to be Dillashaw Sandhagen. Then what? Tuesday night comes out that fights off and all of a sudden you're stepping up for another short notice main event like can you kind of take me through these past like what 48 hours like what's kind of this past two days been like for you it's been insane it really has but you know I think with every fight that I've had throughout my entire fight career I there's always a lesson to be learned and um the lesson that I'm taking away from this fight from the jump is that I just realized like in life, there's always going to be opportunities that present itself. It's kind of like that game where you like, you know, you're like flying under it and you can eat the fruit if they come down. Um, but the but are you ready for those opportunities when they present themselves? You know, um, 
I was supposed to fight. I wasn't supposed to fight. It fell through. I didn't have a date. Um, <clears throat> and then I got this opportunity on Monday. And it's not something that we had to do. Um, but I don't ever think you should take a fight because you have to. I think you should take a fight because you want to. And I wanted to. I was excited for the challenge. I was excited for the opportunity um, to step up to the plate, go into Vegas, five rounds, 125. Let's go. <laughs> it's at 125? Yeah. <laughs> Is that just because of the short notice you don't want to cut down to 115? I can cut it. Um, I do think it's because of short notice. You know what I mean? Um, if I had to, I would, but they, that's not what they asked me for. They asked me for 125 and I talked to my husband about it. I talked to my about it and, um, that's, that's what they asked for. So we said, let's go. Sorry. Um, with this fight, like five rounds, you see a lot of people short notice that only accept three rounds. Like, is this something that you just wanted that, uh, five rounds? Well, it's main event. Like you, you don't like with you know, it's a response. It's a responsibility as a main event to 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 bring the show home. You know what I mean? In in my opinion, five rounds suits me. You know, um, I get stronger as the rounds go on. Um, I I train here at altitude and I train for five rounds every fight. Hey, Marina Rodriguez, is someone you had your honors? It's just who the UFC offered you for this short notice fight. For sure, you know, I was supposed to fight Rebus in January. Um, that ended up not happening. Um, and then uh, Rodriguez stepped in to fight her. She had a great performance up against her. And I, I thought that was good, a, a great matchup considering what had happened um, uh, in that fight. Obviously, you were supposed to fight in January. Like, how disappointing was it that you couldn't fight there, especially on that big card? But is silver lining is now you can take this fight and be another main event? It, it is disappointing, but that's life. You know, there are things that happen in life that are outside of your control and you just have to understand how to roll with the punches, um, stay positive, take it as like um, as, as a stepping stone towards your, your ultimate goal. With Marina Rodriguez, obviously you were supposed to fight Amanda, so you obviously studied her well. Like what do you make of her win over Amanda? Because it was obviously a very good performance knocking Amanda out. For sure. I thought that, um, you know, Rebus had the right idea going into the fight um, um, in taking Rodriguez down. Um, I, I do think that her ground game is better than Rodriguez's, but I think she was a little bit um, lazy going in for those shots and she paid for it, you know? Um, and it's a lesson learned. She's still, she's still making her way through the UFC and, and, and it's it, it it's the hardest way to learn but that sometimes you have to learn in front of you know you know when you're fighting sometimes that's just that's just the way the cookie crumbles your last fight against angela hill was that you guys got bumped up short notice to five rounds like how much do you look back on that fight and see kind of how you have to go about this fight going five rounds on short notice again I um I have made the mistake in the past to compare my my previous fights to the fights that were getting ready to happen, and you just can't. Every fight's different. Every fighter's different. Every moment's different. Um, but I do definitely pull confidence um, from that fight, knowing that I stepped up a week before um, before to to do a five round fight and was able to go all five rounds, win fight of the night, push the pace, and win the fight. 
have you been on Twitter? Because it seems like some people really like this fight. Some people are a bit disappointed just because they lost Dillashaw Sanding and like, or do you not really pay any attention? Do you not pay any attention to that? I don't pay attention to it, but the truth is I'm, I'm sad too, you know, like these fighters that put their heart and soul into their fight camps and that happens sometimes, you know, sometimes uh, <laughs> there are rounds that you, that happen in fight camp that are more entertaining than the actual fight because you're preparing for war. Um, and, and that's just the unfortunate circumstances of it all. I am, you know, don't hate the play, hate the game is what yeah. I tell it wasn't my, you know, I wasn't the one that called the UFC. I had no idea what had happened to Dillashaw. They just gave me the call and I accepted the challenge. Obviously, you're ranked nine, she's ranked six. Like, so is this kind of that perfect fight for you because you got another shot at breaking into that top five with the win here? Absolutely. Every time I step into the octagon, it's me working my way back up to the top so that I can fight for that belt. You are obviously Marina's a really good striker. You're a good striker yourself. Is that kind of how you see this fight playing out? Is like kind of a kickboxing fighter, or would you be surprised if it hits the mat at some point? It can be. You know, I, I feel comfortable in, in all aspects of it, honestly. You know, I we both are really good strikers. Um, but I also, you know, have been fighting for over 12 years. My game has evolved and developed. I'm a full MMA fighter now. You know, um, I have great wrestling. I have great jujitsu. I have great cage control and, and awareness. So um, I think I'm dangerous at, at, in all aspects. How do you see this fight playing out? Because I think this is actually going to be a really entertaining fight. I see it happening all sorts of different ways. You know, it's not, it's one of those things that you really can't force. Um, and it's so last minute that it is kind of going to be just um, both of us going in there. It's going to be a fight. That's what it is. You know, like not enough time to really um, to game plan. We go in there and, and, and we showcase our skills. Obviously, with the fight being a flyweight, like what's fight week going to be like? Because it's not going to be focused on cutting weight anymore. Which is great, right? Because it is a short, a uh, last minute fight. So I don't have to worry about cutting weight. And, and more of my focus can be on on, on drilling and, and, and winning the fight. With the strawweight division, we obviously just saw Rose become the new champ. Like what do you make of that performance? Because she got out, she got wheelie out of there quick, which surprised a lot of people. I'm sure it did. I'm sure it even surprised her, but she was prepared. She was prepared for whatever, however it was going to go. And, and that's why she won, because she was prepared for um, whatever, whether it was going to be a five-round war or a first-round knockout. I, I, you know, I'm incredibly happy for Rose. I think that when she is mentally there, she's freaking on point. You know what I mean? So I'm, I'm really happy for her. And I know, and I, I feel for Wei Lee because it has to be really frustrating to have trained so long for a championship fight and to not have the ability to um, showcase your skills because of, some, like, because of something that happens like that. Um, I've been there and um, it's, it's kind of like, it happens so fast, it, it, it's not even really painful. I mean, it hurts your heart more than it hurts your, your you physically. And it's just kind of like, dang, I didn't even get a chance. You know what I mean? So I feel for Wei Li in that aspect. What's it like for you to be able to headline another UFC show? What's this, four, I think it is for you? Four, four or five, something like that? Like, you've headlined quite a few. It, it will be my fourth one, and I'm really excited. And I'm glad that the UFC has faith in me you know, to, to, to bring the audience in. And it's really exciting. I, I, I can't, you know, I'm on cloud nine here. I just, you know, received the news on Monday and I haven't been able to contain my butterflies. So I'm just kind of letting them roam free right now. <laughs> uh, what's 
like training camp sort of like training camp like in like cold date like what's that kind of like for you because it's not a whole lot of time to prepare not at all but um but it is what it is like the truth is i've been fighting for 20 or you know i've been doing martial arts for over 25 years you know i've been fighting professionally for 12 years i mean if that's not if that's not enough training then you know it, it'd be like me cramming for a test I, I i have all the skills and abilities to step in and, and fight and i just have to trust my trust my my natural abilities what's kind of the goal for you this year like where do you kind of see yourself at the end of the year if everything goes your way yeah, by the end of the year, I hope that I, you know, I'm I'm a contender for the for the belt. With uh, Marina being six, like, do you think a win here gets you one of those top five girls? Whether it's like a Mackenzie Dern, like, uh, you obviously have the Yawn and Sparza fight coming up. Like, there's some big strawweight fights that just happened or coming up. Yeah, I got my eyes on all of those, but definitely not looking ahead. You know, Marina's not one to overlook. Any time you overlook the person that's right in front of you is 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 when you're sleeping sleeping on them yourself, you know? Do you think a lot of people overlook the strawweight division, like a lot of fans? Because I think strawweight division's one of the best divisions, but it just doesn't get talked about because you guys are the smallest in the UFC. Yeah, I don't know, man. I might be biased, but I don't think so. Man, the freaking strawweights bring it every time. And it's not just like technical. Yeah. Weights are super technical because you have to be, you're small, you have to be technical. But we got knockouts, we got slams, you know what I mean? Like across the board, you know, Andrade was a beast that, you know, when she fought Rose Namajunas with that, with that freaking Hulk smash slam and then... Here Rose comes with the head kick knockout. Um, the 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 war between Wade Lee and Joanna, the the war between me and Angela Hill. Like, you know, the list goes on and on. It's a stacked division and it's entertaining. And I might be biased, like I said, but um, if you don't watch the Strawweight division, you're something's wrong with you. <laughs> Just last thing, obviously. I know you like to be pretty active, like and it take like it shows when you're taking these short notice fights. So, like everything goes your way here. Like what like when would that time period be like? Are you hoping to get at least two more and get three fights in this year? I'm not looking ahead, honestly. I, you know, I'm really excited about this. It's a, it's a huge opportunity, you know. But I have to focus. I ha I have to take, you know, the focus that I would put into an eight week camp and cram it into, you know, a two week, one and a half week camp. And so all my energy is on this one fight, and I'm not thinking about anything else. All right, well, Michelle, thanks so much for the time. I appreciate it. I appreciate you. All right, we're joined by UFC welterweight Jeff Neal, who's took a short notice fighting against Neil Magny. Jeff, how's it going? It's going good, man. How you doing? I'm doing well. Obviously, this fight kind of came together so last minute. Like, what was it? Two weeks notice? If that, like, when did you find out about this fight? Um, about a month ago. Well, yeah, going on a month. It was like I found out like at least like 35 days before the actual fight. I mean, it's it's pretty good time. Like, you know, what I mean, a month to two months is like ideal like you know what i mean like i could be ready for a fight in that time period and neil magny you guys have been booked before so did it kind of help that although you only have a month you've already spent some time working on him and studying him yeah for sure for sure i really didn't need to uh like you know what i mean it's pretty much we just went back from the to the same uh formula that i was using to get ready for him the first time so you know what i mean like same training partners same uh style that my trainer's partners already uh they're they worked on to emu kind of emulate his style. So, uh, yeah, every, everything just went back on right back on the train. Obviously, in between you guys were booked. You lost to Wonderboy. He lost to Kiesa. What you kind of make? Uh, what you kind of take away from his performance against Michael? Um, 
don't know. I, I, I take away from that. I take away something from Michael. Like, he's better than I thought he was. You know what I mean? He was actually doing pretty well on the stand-up. It, granted, his stand-up wasn't, like, great, but he was able to hold his own and, like, still get the best of him in some of striking exchanges. And uh, his wrestling's way better. I didn't think that uh, him coming up to 170, he was really that strong and would be able to, like, handle – another welterweight like the way he did so uh i was impressed by that from him and uh i thought i feel like this neil just didn't get going he uh he had a good third round in that fight and uh for some reason he just couldn't replicate that uh third round into the final two rounds and obviously your last fight a tough one against wonder boy who's one of the best strikers like how much do you learn from that fight just kind of going up against his style because he's a tough guy to fight i learned a lot you know uh he showed me a whole new level like you know i mean somebody that can keep going for five rounds straight, you know what I mean? Like he, I don't, I didn't feel like he slowed down at all that whole five round fight, you know. And uh, it is a different experience, you know. Like I, I don't know, I really can't tell you too much about that, you know. Like I wasn't really there all the way mentally in the first place, but uh, I learned a lot, you know what I mean? And especially watching, looking back at the fight and uh, just seeing it, how he handled it, you know what I mean? I, I pretty much fought a champion, you know. Like even though he lost to Tyrone Woodley twice, I still think he's a champion and he will get the belt soon. And obviously, you didn't have safe in your corner because you, uh, I think you test positive. So, like, how difficult was that not having to safe? Because safe's been in your corner for what? Probably majority of your fights. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it it was it was different. You know, what I mean, like going into the fight, I didn't think about it. I wasn't thinking like, oh man, I need safe here. Like, you know, what I mean, it wasn't nothing weighing on my mind that I needed him. But like, you know, what I mean, looking back in the fights and like the the laws that I had, like where I wasn't really just like focused. I know if I had him in my corner, he would have snapped me back into my focus. You know what I mean? I didn't really start to come alive until like the final two rounds. So if you'd have been there, like the whole time I would have been alive from the jump. And after the loss to Wonderboy, like was this kind of the time frame you were hoping for? Or did you think you were going to get a bit sooner than this? No, this is the time frame. You know what I mean? Like uh, I, mean, I could I would, I would have liked to get one sooner, but uh, you know what I mean? I, I still needed to uh, reassess and bounce back from the sepsis thing. You know what I mean? Uh, Maybe I wasn't 100% going into a Warner Boy fight or, you know what I mean? Like, I, there's a lot of health things that I needed to address. So, uh, I've been addressing that. And uh, right now is the perfect time. Are you a bit disappointed the fight isn't a week later so you could be fighting in front of a full crowd in Texas? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, disappointed, not disappointed. A fight's a fight. But uh, I would, I cannot wait to fight in front of the fans again. I can't wait. Like, that. that's such a – I don't know. It's more fun, more excitement. Like, you know what I mean? That – uh. Like I, I like feeling that uh that um that anxiety that pressure that you get when there's like a whole bunch of people like yelling and screaming like I I love that feeling you know what I mean when I fought Warner Boy it was kind of just like a okay I guess I'm going out here to fight you know what I mean it was it was different you know but fighting in front of a whole bunch of fans screaming and yelling and it's 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 it's, it's a great feeling and I want that again. Obviously, you have your teammate Diego Ferreira on the card who took a short notice fight, probably around the same time frame as you. So, like, yeah. how big has that been? Obviously, having him in the training room preparing for that same date. It's good, you know what I mean. Uh, it's uh keeps us uh keeps everything. You know what I mean. Like, you know, you're not going to war alone. You know what I mean. And we're going to be both there in uh, Vegas, and uh, we're going to be training together, working together, and uh, just uh, keeping the morale up for each other until we get to the fight. Obviously, Neil Magny's a long, rangy striker. Like I think he has like a five-inch reach advantage on you or something like that. It's five, four or five. But how like important that. Do you think that Wonder Boy fight will be? Just because you kind of learned how to get inside and kind of uh, limit that jab. Um, I mean, I, I've 
Wonder Boy is a whole different fight. You know what I mean? Like, I think I had the same amount of reach as Wonder Boy. So it, it, uh, it wasn't his reach or his length that was keeping me away. It was his movement. He was so fast and uh, just able to just uh, get out of a position at any given moment and hit me if I kept on going too far. You know what I mean? So it was just, uh, that was a whole different fight. You know what I mean? Neil's long. He has, he has pretty decent footwork, but uh, it'll be a different type of, I'm about to take a different approach to get inside Neil than the, the approach I tried to take with a Wonder Boy. How do you see his fight playing out? Because before Neil, like the where he had that layoff, like people were questioning his chin. Then he came back and he was taking a lot of these big shots and he hasn't been finished. And he's been like in these kind of really good striking fights. Like, how do you see his fight playing out? Um, as far as like chin's concerned, you know what I mean? Anybody can get knocked out. You know, like your chin, you have a great chin and get slept in the first round in 10, 20 seconds. That doesn't really mean anything, you know, but, uh, you know, I, I I go every time I fight, I go for the finish. You know, what I mean, first second round, that's when I want to ideally get the get the job done. But uh, if that doesn't happen, it's going to be a three round grind. You know, what I mean, I'm going to have to uh, withstand his cardio, withstand his pressure, and uh, pull out the dub. But the goal is to knock him out in the first and second. Uh, you're about a minus two hundred favorite. Does that surprise you, or do you kind of think he'd be the favorite in this one? I've I've literally been a favorite in all my fights. I was a favorite going into the Wonder Boy fight. <laughs> like, so it doesn't surprise me. It's like it's it's normal obviously Dillashaw Sandhagen was supposed to headline when that fight fell out was there any talk of you two headlining because I thought that would be the logical move just bumping you guys up to the main event uh, nobody ever uh gave me a call about that you know what I mean and uh and and had they did it I would have for a five round main event like you know what I mean I'm gonna leave a little bit more than 30 days you know what I mean yeah to be honest like especially with Neil he he's known for his cardio he trains in elevation like Nah, like I give me about one more month and then I'll be ready for that five round one. Well, obviously that's something I want to touch on. Is Neil's known for his like pace and pressure. Like, yeah. how do you kind of deal with that? And like, how what do you kind of do in training to kind of deal with that? Just uh, keep my pace. You know what I mean? Like, I gotta make sure. Like, you know what I mean? I, the training partners I go, they uh, they've been putting pressure on me this whole camp. So you know what I mean? Uh, I've had to uh, find my pace and be able to keep my pace and like not diminish my pace just because I'm being pressured the whole time. You know, like uh. I'm I'm an aggressive uh, fighter, so I got been doing a lot of aggressive things the way I can keep that aggression going for three rounds straight. Oh, welterweight division, like one of the deepest. Like, what do you think a win over Neil does for you and puts you in the division? Uh, no clue. Uh, he's ranked number nine. I think I'm ten now. Maybe yep. I'm ten now. Uh, maybe it puts me at it depend depending on how I get it done. You know what I mean? Like, if it's a decision, then I'm just gonna be nine. You know what I mean? And I'm have to like fish for another fight. Like, if I do something and I just, like, do something amazing and just starch him in the first round and, like, you know what I mean, everybody's talking about it, then my ranking will jump up and then I could probably get a, a bigger fight, you know. So uh, I'm looking to do that, you know, like, because that's what I need to do at this point. Can uh, it, uh, I don't like decisions. Decisions are boring. Nobody wants to see those, you know, at the end of the day. And the the exciting, the, the finishes is what people want to see, and that's what gets you uh, the big name fights and the money. What do you make of the world division? Because obviously Usman's kind of complained about it. He's out there being active, and a lot of the top guys aren't fighting. Like Colby hasn't fought; he's fought like twice in the past two years. Leon finally just fought. Like uh, Thompson, he fights but once a year, and they always gets that hand always acts up, and he has to take a layoff. Like yeah. it seems like Usman wants to be active, but a lot of the top contenders aren't fighting. Yeah, I mean that, that, that's real. A lot of them aren't. You know, what I mean, as far as like the Wonder Boys hand, like. Wonder Boy wants to fight. Like he, yeah. he Wonder Boy, Wonder Boy is one of the ones like he took two fights behind him in the rankings. You know what I mean? Like two dudes that were like ranked number eleven. Like none of those other dudes would do some shit like that. You know, and uh we're and Usman's right, these dudes want to fight and they just wanna pick and pick. But I mean, 
I get it. You know, I mean, you want to make money, and then you don't want to lose a fight, and then you have to bounce back. It's 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 a it's a tough thing to say. Like you know, what I mean, like I say, fucking fight. Like you know, like you you're here to fight. You know, what I mean, don't hold up the rankings. You know, but like there's logical fights that aren't happening, and I don't understand why they're not happening. Like there's like match this person up with this person up, this person with this person, and then that will be see who fights for the title. But it's just not happening that way, and it's kind of kind of frustrating. Is it frustrating to see Nate Diaz out of nowhere just come and get what Leon I think is ranked two or three in the division? Like he just kind of gets what he wants. It is what it is. You know, when you have that name and you have that clout, you you get those things. I guess you know I don't I don't agree with it, uh, but can't hate on it. He got it. You know, what I mean, if I was in the same position, I'll take the same fight. So whatever. I'm not sure you saw, but Usman's now saying he wants June and he thinks Michael Chiesa is going to be next. What do you kind of think of that? I mean, makes sense. Just like even well, besides like Kobe not fighting Kobe, like I don't know. I think that's like a personal vendetta. He just don't want to fight Kobe because he feels like Kobe don't deserve it. Because I think he has like a fuck Kobe Covington mindset right now. Uh, everybody else is booked, you know, and uh, Kies is only one, and he has the longest win streak, like he said. So I've, it makes sense in a way, but uh, I feel like he should fucking fight Wonderboy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, uh, Wonder Boy, or fucking wait for um, the Leon fight, or something. There's so many other people he could have fought. You know what I mean? Like, we'll see. Like, see how good uh, Kiesa really is. Uh, I, I've kind of looking at the vision. Like, after this fight, I kind of think you're going to be in this weird spot where because you have Edwards fighting the week after, you have Thompson mm-hmm. Burns coming up in the summer, and I yeah. think both of them, whoever wins, are going to be calling for a title shot. Colby's going to be tight fighting for calling for a mm-hmm. title shot. So yeah. the top like three are all going to think they're going to get a title shot, and none of them are going to want to fight again. Nope. They're going to be just sitting there chilling. You know what I mean? I'm probably like, I don't know. We'll, I'm just going to get through this uh, fight with Neil, and then we'll see where I'm at and what's the landscape of the division in the next few months and uh, go from there. Uh, just a few more things. Usman's knockout, which you kind of make that, because I think that surprised everyone. I thought Usman was going to win. I actually thought he was going to finish Mazov. I thought he was going to submit him. I didn't expect him to knock him out. Yeah, I don't know. That night, like, I just knew something crazy was going to happen in, like, that was wild. I didn't know he would knock him out like that. Like, and that was such a hard punch. You seen like the sweat or the fucking waterfall yeah. off the or his man. That was crazy. It was it was a solid shot. Came out of nowhere. And obviously your teammate Uri Hall was on that card. Like, how like disappointing was that? Just because that was such a big fight for him, and he's had mm-hmm. a hard time getting these big fights, and then it ends yeah. up with that. Yeah, he didn't. It's, it's disappointing because he didn't get a chance to uh, perform. You know what I mean? Like to show people the Uri that we see every day in the gym. You know, like. He's had these like lulls in his career where he's just like really good, and then something happens like mentally, and then. But like the person that I see in the gym is, I'm like, I tell him all the time, I'm like, dude, if you fight like that all the time, you're going to be a champion. Like you're going to take that belt from Adesanya or who has a belt? Still uh, so Adesanya. I'm I'm thinking about when he fought Jan. I'm like, he don't have the belt no more, but he's still the champion of uh, the middleweight division. So like, I really feel like if he if he puts that fighter that I have to deal with on a daily basis at the gym and into a fight for the championship, like he's going to win it. And the thing with Uriah is like, if he goes out there and knocks out Weidman in the first, second round, people are going to be calling for him to get yes. a top five guy. But this way it's like, he's probably going to have to fight someone right around yeah. him again. Exactly. That's, that's, that's the bad thing about it. Cause I, I really believe he was going to knock a Weidman. I didn't see anything Weidman was going to do. Like he was ready for that fight. So like, it's really disappointing. He didn't get to do that. Well, what's kind of the morale at the gym right now? Cause obviously you have that fight that, it was just disappointing like you've had diego obviously lost his fight to benil but you already like you guys are had that long winning streak. you guys have a bit of setbacks now you guys are all kind of climbing back up again 
I mean, the morale doesn't change. You know what I mean? Win or lose, we get back to the gym. You know what I mean? Like, when, after fights on the weekend, you know what I mean? Our coach gives a little speech on Monday, and it's the same tone and the same vibe, whether or not somebody wins or lose. You know what I mean? He, he doesn't come in after, like, a good weekend where people win. He's like, all right, guys, we did a good job. You know what I mean? Take the day off and just relax. You know what I mean? He comes in fired up just like he would if we uh, if five people lost on the weekend. You know, he's the fire is always there, and he keeps it – he keeps it – uh keeps the – uh. The train going uphill. Who are the main guys you've been working with? I assume your eyes probably already back in the gym. I assume you probably got to work with him. Span. Who else? Uh, um, uh, Kennedy. Uh, yeah. So I haven't learned how to say his last name the right way, so I'm not going to fuck <laughs> it up. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Those those three, and then I get a little work with uh, other guys. You know, I mean, as far as grappling, you know, uh, Ramiz, uh, Zumar Archer. So it's just it's the same training partner, the same same stable. Nothing changed. Well, Kennedy's win, that was massive. He was like this massive. He was one of the biggest underdogs yeah. on the card. Woo, I know. That was so great. <laughs> that was so great. I'm happy for him, you know what I mean? Like, because he, he's such a good fighter. Like, you know, like he's another one of those fighters. Like, I can't wait for people to see what I see in the gym in a fight. You know what I mean? He kind of was slow starting in that fight, but then he started to come alive. Uh, just last couple of things is obviously everything goes your way here. Like, when's that ideal time frame? Or do you just kind of have to look to see how the division's kind of going and you're not really sure when the next fight's going to be i don't know uh i don't i'm not sure like what's my fight's may june july maybe august you know what i mean uh, i think august 28th is a saturday and that's my birthday so i wanted my fighting on my birthday just got to get fans in the building for your next fight oh yes you know, my birthday august 28th fans in the building like that's great <laughs> uh, just a uh, last thing UFC always goes back to Texas. When they go back to Texas and you guys all walk out, like, what do you think that crowd's reaction is going to be like when a lot of the local guys are fighting? I don't, I don't, I hope it's like just like Jacksonville, how crazy they were when the fights were going on. You know, like, I'm, I'm going to be in there just to take in that, uh, take in that energy. Like, it's, I'm just so glad, so glad that the fans are back and everything's starting to get back to normal because last year was a drag and we need some, uh, need some excitement this year. We'll just touch on that quickly. Like, are you surprised they never put your fight or Diego uh, on that just a week later? Just to have some Texas guys on that card. I, I mean, because the card was kind of already set in stone. Like, you know, I mean, they already had like 15 fights when the, they announced that they're moving it to uh, Houston. So it's like, you know, what I mean, we're gonna kick people out and then put the Texas fighters in. You know what I mean? They could, they could have added some, but I mean, I'm not tripping. Uh, I'm, I'm perfectly fine with the fight I got, where I got it, who I got. You know what I mean? So I'm just gonna take it for what it is. All right, well, Jeff, man, I appreciate the time as always. Thanks for doing this. No problem, brother. All right, we're joined by UFC lightweight Diego Ferreira, who's making a quick turnaround or kind of a short notice fight against Gregor Gillespie. Diego, how's it going? Yeah, thank you. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it now on BJ PunkCon. And uh, it's a good turnaround. You know, my last fight was, uh, I was sure, you know, I came, I, I, I came like under my bass, off my bass, you know. I was I was ready to fight, you know. Um, we go by decision, you know. Uh, but uh, the uh, the rules took the decision, and but uh, I'm I'm good to go again, you know. Like and I, I how I told everyone this year this year I want to be as as much as uh, as much busy as I can, you know. I want to get to the one day to the title shot and sitting down on my butt is not gonna not gonna happen. It's better. It's gonna be more most. Uh, uh, important stay busy yeah stay uh stay uh, uh sharp and be ready for those those moments you know sharp notice fight it's it's 
it's that's what how we're gonna how I plan to make my my comeback. This fight got announced about a month out from the fight. Is that when you learned about this, or did you have a bit more notice in about a month? No, I just learned about this like this week. Yeah, this week. And when you got the call to fight Gregor, like, was it just an immediate yes to get back in there? Because he only had one fight in 2020. You only had one fight in 2019. Uh, like, I assume you were going to try. Or, or No, you had a couple in 2019. You had two, but only one in 2020. Like, I assume the goal is to be active this year. So was it an immediate yes when you got the call? Oh, yeah, as always. Like, it, it, and I like, uh, it always look up to the, uh, uh, to Greg now. Like, he's uh, uh I, I stand the fighter now, like he 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 he's always wrestler, and and I've been always a, maybe one day we're gonna cross uh, with each other. Now get to the, the those moment, and uh, the short note of call just make more exciting now. Uh, for my last fight, I don't have no injuries, no uh, no uh, any bruise, anything was totally fine, and why not get back like in short notice on three weeks notice. Why not? Obviously, Gregor Gillespie, you know his game plan. It's going to try to take you down. Like, So is the game plan for you just to stop it and try to strike with him? Or would you be willing to go down to the ground and show him off your jiu-jitsu? Because you have really underrated jiu-jitsu. Uh, to, to he can get through my legs, I think he has to go through my hands, you know. And uh, I'm getting those two real sharp. And my jiu-jitsu is always in sharp. Don't think, like, I'm ready to fight, you know. I like I like to fight. I enjoy fighting. You know, I like competition. And uh, of Gregory, he's he's a great fighter. You know, he's had one loss on his whole whole career. And um, I think I think it's gonna be a good fight, me and him. You know, uh, uh, he have uh, his his last loss. You know, by uh, by TKO. My last loss was by decision. Um, and just get more excited because both come for loss. So let's see who's gonna win this one. You know, make make. Make an impress, uh, impress, uh, uh, fight to all the fans and especially like all all his fans, all my fans want to see us getting the win and getting getting better this way. It's not, it, it's it's much better than to get a short notice fight. How much do you look at his last fight? Because he hasn't fought since November 2019. Like, you don't really know what he's been working on. Obviously, he had the fight against Brad. That got canceled the day of the fight. But the last fight he's had is in November. So it's hard to really know how much his uh, hands have improved or if it's still just all wrestling from him. I see. I see. I know he's going to – I the way I see this fight, I see he's going to get back 100% better than, than, than he was on the la his last fight. I know he makes some improvements. Um, he been a year, year and a half sitting down. I believe he's not just doing nothing. I believe he's was fixing things uh, around uh, his skills. And when I'm getting inside for the cage, I get inside the cage inside the octagon. For me, it's the most important. My 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 on my mind is uh, talking about talking about me. He always gonna be better than me. You know, my opening is always gonna be better for me. Like that's what I have always have in the back of my mind, just to think about uh, the opening I have. He is, I think he he he's gonna he's gonna come back better than ever, and I expecting that. That's what I got this fight the fight notice, and I think it was a great fight because uh, both have wins. You know, both have a loss, and this to get back to with a win is gonna be good. 
especially because I, I believe it. He gonna get back better than his last fight. And just put it at the great show I'm planning to do. I think this is that's the moment to turn around and get this win. How do you see this fight playing out? Like, obviously, Gregor's only loss. He got knocked out. You have a lot of power, but if you get taken down, like, off the back, you can threaten a lot of submissions as well. Um, I like training jits. I like to uh, uh, really, you know, work in my jits from my back, you know. Uh, I attack a lot of submissions, but uh, uh, the way I look at this fight, I think, what I think, he going to try to stand a little bit more. You know, maybe he can't go for the takedowns because of the last, the last, my last loss, uh, I lost by really small decision, you know, by one takedown. But, uh, um, you know, I wrote, I, I, the way I'm looking at this fight, I'm looking, I want to go throw balls to the walls. No, I, I want to fight. I want to, I want to get, uh, the same rhythm. I, I finished my, uh, six fights, six, uh, strict, strict six wins, you know. And I want to get back on that, and I gotta throw everything to to get this win. You know, I gotta go for the ground if I have to go to the ground. If I have to defend the takedown, I gotta defend the takedown. If I have to put the power to to knock him out, I will. You know, but I don't see any just one way to win. I, I'm I want to win in practice. I know I'm 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 just doing my job, and that's what I do every day. I'm, I want to win on the impressed way I can, and I don't see another way for me. I, I want to get what the uh, the best uh, uh, the best position I can to finish this fight. That's the kind of what I want to touch on. Like, are you hoping? Like, is the goal to finish them to just add some hype behind your name, or is it just strictly just get your hand raised and you're not going to be like chasing anything? I, I do it. I, it's good to always win with press uh, uh, finish, but um, well, my point. For right now, I'm just want to get the win. I want to get the streak wins back again, so I can really hit hit it to the top and you know press on the gas tank and and, and move it forward. But uh, uh, Isaac, this is he's still gonna be uh, the focus. Get him one more win to to be on the top. How important do you think this fight is? Because obviously you know how stacked lightweight is. Like losing two in a row really sets you back. Yeah, that that that's one of the most things like people like all the fighters got got scared, you know. Like normally, I I just go on the flow. I just have I enjoy the momentum, you know. I think the pressure, like the pressure, make me relax a lot more, you know. When I don't have a pressure, I kind of stiff like too much. Like the fight with Arush was not pressure. I was just going for a fight. I don't have, but this. This fight is a lot of pressure on my shoulders, you know, especially because I, uh, I'm getting through my dreams uh, right now. Today I put a video on my, my social media, you know, about my house getting ready, you know. It's almost done and just get me more hungry. You know, it's a dream I was looking for uh, uh, for my family. And, and this is the moment. It is that, that time I need to be hungry, hungry than ever. What do you think a win over Gregor does for you? Because he's obviously ranked 15, but a lot of people pegged him as like this future champion or future title challenger. Like to me, I think you beat him like a top 10 guy should be next, like a Dan Hooker, like a, like an Islam, like just someone, I, I one of those top 10 guys that are without a fight. Because I know you want to be pretty active. So as soon as you get a win, it's going to be a quick turnaround and hopefully a top 10 guy. I, I That's that's what my plan right now. You know, the way I was telling you, the pressure always making me better. And then I have the pressure now 
and I really wanted another fight after this, you know. Like I, I, I told in the beginning of my, the, my, my this year of the season, I wanna stay as busy as I can. And I got around. I wanna get the uh, the top. I know Ben Hooker, Paul Felder, all those guys, you know, been doing nothing, not doing nothing, same, not doing nothing in the division. Uh, why not? You know, if I pass through this, if I really gotta pass through this, I wanna get a, a, a turn around real quick, get the top ten to the top five i don't care i just want to get there and, and get to the top and then you have jeff neal and jp bays on the card also taking short notice fights like what's kind of the atmosphere around the gym right now because obviously it's you three taking these fights on like three four weeks notice it's uh, intense you know like we're all putting the work we we like we're hungry you know three loss we have you know our team and and we are dedicated right now. It gave me goosebumps just talking about you now because what I see for my team, they they are hungry the same way I am. And I know they're going to do every single thing to really, you know, get this the, the, this time running you now, especially the short notice fight. Another great win for the team. It's just, you know, the pressure, it, it's, it, it's there. You know, inside the gym is, is the intensity always gonna stay on the mat but we know we know what we have to do to get the win we know what we, our team our coach talking about you know with us how we, how important it is to get this win you know uh, uh, for the next win or or like especially because we we come out short in the last fight and it's intense but uh it get me get me pumped you know i don't know why it get me like really excited because I, all three of us, we never fought on the same car, you know, it's been a while. And all team fighting, uh, like the majority of the team, you know, like four, four fighters, I think three fighters. Um, and it, it's it's awesome, you know, it's an awesome feeling, but the gym is a real competitor and uh, we know how to deal with the situations and and we just gonna make make the best of this, you know, that's 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 one most that we, we, we're looking right now, taking the best of the, the situation. How much better do you think you're going to be this fight? Because I think a lot of people forgot about your last fight. That was your first fight in this like pandemic era thing where no crowd, like fight weeks entirely different and all that. Like, is that going to be like a now you know what fight weeks like and you know what's fighting in front of no crowd is like? Yeah, exactly. I think I felt a little bit, you know, like if it it it, it took something like took the little energy you when you jump in and you happy and you walking through the, the to to the to the octagon you know but it, on this one you don't have anything it's just only you 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 pump yourself up you know your coach and, and your team but it's not the same but when you have the crowd it's always a good help but it it, it made it a different you know i hope i hope i really hope like we get back to our crowd you know like get a little bit more you know like uh, excited you know i think that's the word we can use it too you know like excited just to see all those people all the people to to treat like to cheer you right you know get the fist bump and walking through the, the cage that's what I, i'm i'm missing you know i think that's what i i want to back back again on our our events just a couple more things is what's it like being on this card because even though it's a fight night like this is a stack card you have dillashaw sandhagen you have yourself you have cowboy cerrone diego sanchez like you have jeff neal like there's a ton of big names in this card and i assume it's probably gonna have a lot of eyeballs on it 
Yeah, I'm, I'm just happy, bro. Like, it's so much, you know, intensity just to, to see the car because, man, like, it's going to be a great fight from the from the bottom up, you know, like all the fight, all the great fighters. And I'm excited. I can't wait. And and, and just thinking about this is going to be the last one we've been, we're going to be doing. I hope, I hope <laughs> with no crowd, it's just make me more like, okay, it's the last one. Let's do this, get through this uh, pandemic, you know, all this kind of uh, things live behind and let's do it. Let's, let's, let's get, I, I want to get to the, at least get to the, 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 the event, have a, a, a good crowd, you know, and, and I'm, I, I know I'm going to get one of those again. You get your hand raised here. Like when's that ideal time frame? Like maybe they throw you on that Connor card again. You could be on another McGregor pay-per-view. Bro, if, you know, I can raise my hands as fast as I can, three, two months, a month, I'll be ready, you know, get my rain raise and, Short, short notice or not, put a book, put in the book, and I don't care. Uh, I, I, I wanna, I wanna get back as soon as I can. And last thing, where do you kind of see yourself at the end of the year? Because I assume you have probably big goals with all the, how many fights you wanna have. I do, I do, I, I do have a, like big goals. I wanna, I wanna get to the top ten or, or back to the top ten on the at least in the mid, between the year, you know, the middle of the year. Um, by the, the end of the year, top five, you know. Big dreams. Uh, 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 I'm really hungry right now, and I just focus and to see what's gonna, what's gonna, where I gotta get it. You know what, where, you know where I gotta get it, and just put in the work, put it in the grind. And I, I'm I always competing in jiu-jitsu too, and my team is always helping me out and just make 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 me a better fighter to to get over there. All right, well, Diego, man, that's all I got for you. Thank you so much for doing this. I- all right, we're joined by Bellator Bantamweight Patchy Mix, who's still fighting on Friday at Bellator 258. Patchy, how's it going, man? Going well. How you doing, man? I'm doing well. Obviously, before we get into your fight, That's you're right. supposed to fight James Gallagher. We did an interview. You kind of hinted that you still weren't certain if he was going to make it to the fight. He ends up pulling out. Like, What was your kind of reaction when he pulled out of the fight? Um, I guess my reaction was just I kind of figured he would pull out. I, I didn't think he'd make it to a fight with me. Um. You know, I feel like he's probably been on uh, seeing my Instagram, seeing uh, some posts and stuff. I just think that um, he's kind of nervous, man. I don't, I didn't think he really wanted to fight with me. And when he pulls out, like, what was the talks with Beltor? Is it keep me on this card, or I want this fight and rebook me to whenever he's available? Um. Well, they wanted to do. Uh, I believe James was like talking just nonsense about paying me out and wanting to like coming out of his own pocket or some shit. And uh, I just thought it was ridiculous, man. I was like, you know, I don't, I don't get paid to wait, man. Like I'm trying to fight, I'm trying to get better. And I'm trying to like learn some more stuff about myself when I get step inside that cage. So my main uh, focus was just to, uh, you know, I have a lot of family and friends coming to this. So my main focus is just, you know, I need to fight. I don't care. You know, they offered me like three or four different opponents. I said yes to everyone. You know, I just started telling my manager, you don't even have to ask me. I'll fight anyone. You tell me who it is. You just tell me who it is. I'll fight him. Anybody. How glad are you that the opponent is a guy like Albert Morales, a UFC vet that is well known and not just some guy for regional scenes that not many people know? Um. 
Yeah, just another face, man. I'm glad that he has the credentials in the record. You know, I'm glad that he was able to do, he's been able to do great things in his career. Uh, I think he's a harder fight than James Gallagher, 100%. And I think he's has, you know, look at his, uh, the level of his competition compared to Gallagher. Gallagher fights tomato cans, man. Like, he, he's never even, I think he's fought one guy that's was in the UFC years ago and he was coming off a layoff for like three years or something. Like this guy here, man, he had seven fights in the UFC. He's 2-0 and in Bellator. Um, he's fought the who's who. Uh, I think he fought Manny Bermudez, Benito Lopez. Um, Brett Johns, Thomas Almeida. I mean, all these guys. He fought all these guys when they were undefeated as well. So uh, I don't take him lightly, man, you know? Yeah, I was looking. His uh, final three fights in the UFC when he lost them all and got cut, it was Brett Johns, who was 13-0, Benito Lopez, 8-0, and Manny Bermudez, 11-0. Like he's fighting all these top prospects and and Brett Johns is a top contender in Bellator. Like th those guys are still going in the UFC and still top guys. Yeah, for sure. I feel like just his level of competition. Uh, I feel like you know I've even fought really good guys as well. So I feel like we have similar level of competition. Um, but you know the one thing that stands out to me is that those, these guys were able to finish him. And uh, you know I'm one of the best finishers in the game, man. And uh, you know all those guys that you named, all the guys that we named, man. Like I don't know. I feel like. You know, I feel like I'm, uh, if not on the same level or levels ahead of, you know, some of the guys that have been able to beat him. Obviously, his last five losses, uh, or out of his, uh, yeah, so he's been finished in his last one, he got knocked out, submitted in his past two, and then he had two decisions that he got knocked out as well. So he's a guy that can't get caught on the ground. So is that kind of how you see this fight playing out is you kind of taking him down and getting on his back like you normally do and tap him out? Um, no, I want to do some damage, man. I want to get on top and put some elbows down. I want to, um, you know, I've been working so hard on my ground and pound, so hard on my control. Uh, I just uh, recently switched uh, from Jackson Wing Camp to, uh, you know, the gym of the year, Extreme Couture, man. That's the gym. I mean, this is just, I have so much more work. I have so much more, so many more coaches around me. It's crazy, man. It's like, you know, I was, uh, you know, I, I fought for a world title and I, I trained out of Six Guns Garage and like, the whole gym was riddled, riddled with COVID and stuff, you know, from Jackson's as well as, you know, a lot of people departing and uh, switching teams. So me to come to the Vegas now being with uh, Extreme Couture, I feel like my game is just so well, more well-rounded. I have so much more attention towards me. And uh, I'm saying like um, with Jake Shields and Eric um, Nixick is like, I can catch them on the feet. I can knock them out. I could hurt them with leg kicks. I could drop them with leg kicks. You know, I could drop them with a body kick. Like, I have so many more weapons that people haven't seen. Like this one on Friday night is going to be my coming out party because uh, I tried to walk the champion down, but I didn't let my uh, I didn't let my, my everything fly. And now I have a whole different set of team and skills that you know I feel I'm, I'm going to be able to take advantage of. Uh, obviously, Bellator's doing the no fans, but are you going to ask Bellator to keep you in the arena so you can watch that bantamweight title fight in person? You damn right, man. I'm trying to sit right there. I feel like. I should be the number one contender still. You know, I lost one, three rounds of two to the champion. And, uh, you know, uh, like, I, like I said before, he's getting older. And, I'm, you know, he's 33. I'm 20. I just turned 27 years old, man. You know, I'm a baby in this game. So I want to just uh, – I want to watch that get back to it. You know, my, my first step here is to finish Albert Morales. And then, uh, you know, I'll fight Gallagher in, in a month. You know what I mean? I'll fight next month if they want. You know, that's what I'm, that's what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping to – Go out there, chase this guy down, finish him, and then I want to call Gallagher, you know, call for Gallagher because uh, chances are he might go running again, but 
he didn't luck out of this fight, man. You know, I'm coming back. I'm circling back around. Even if I have to go around the entire track, I'm coming back to lap his ass because, uh, you know, we got unfinished business. And uh, I put it together, a, an amazing camp to whoop his ass, and he didn't show up. Did you ever get an official reason from Bellator why Gallagher's out of the fight, or did they just say he's out? I th- um, My manager might have, but I, my manager just told me he was out, and then James had to put on a whole bunch of excuses, like, I feel like James was like almost saying it was my fault that this fight isn't happening when, when he's the one that didn't even show up. He wants me to wait for him. It's like, man, if I wait till August, September, who's to say this guy's not going to pull out again? He's pulled out because he's had panic attacks. He's pulled out because he's been mentally weak. I mean, like this, you know, this shit, man, I mean, I'm all banged up too. You know, like I did three months in um, Las Vegas. You know, I, I, I train like, I spire like 20 rounds a week. I roll like close to 50 rounds a week. Like I'm banged up too, but I'm still making it to the show. I'm going to still make it to the walk unless it's like your, your ACL or some horrible, horrible injury where you can't actually physically do anything. So I don't know. He said he got, um, I think he hurt his shoulder or something. So I don't know. We all have seen the movie Step Brothers. We know, you know, I don't know. He, he hurt his shoulder. I don't know, man. It's crazy. It's crazy. Oh. Obviously, that's still a fight you want, though, just because of the big name. And I honestly think you probably have a good chance of finishing him early. And then you only get more hype from that just because yeah, I don't know why he has such a big name. Maybe it's just because of the Cole Connor effect. But he, he hasn't fought or, like, proved he's a top animal yet. He hasn't fought anyone, man. The only thing he's done is get knocked out in, uh, in the first round by a guy that I finished in one minute. Like, if you yeah. really compare it. Like, he, I think that they thought it was a good matchup. Like, maybe he thought it was a good matchup at first, and he took the fight thinking, okay, if I can get past Patchy, Patchy's good on the ground. If I can get past him because my ground game he thinks is slick, even though if I was in the gym, I'd probably submit him. Like, I'm telling you, I'd probably submit him 10 times just in the day just to do it to him. You know what I mean? Like, if I was in the same gym as him. So it's like, I feel like they thought it was a good fight, and then as it got closer, 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 they're like, fuck this, we do not want to fight that guy. You know what I mean? Because skill for skill, if he would if he would have shown up on Friday, that fight would have been I would have mauled him. Like it wouldn't hit wouldn't it's not gonna be close when we do fight. Uh, obviously your whole game plan is go out there, finish Albert early, probably in the first round, I think, either by strikes or submission. But are you kind of worried if you do that, James won't want to fight you just because of how good you looked? Yeah, man, I feel like if I go out there and do my job, this guy's just gonna f- keep finding excuses. Um you know, he's the one that said, wait for him. And, uh, you know, I got a job to do. You know, I'm trying to double up on my money right now. Like, I'm going to fight right now. I would fight him on May 21st right here in Mohegan Sun on the cyborg card if they wanted. Like, I'll fight him in June if they want. Um, you know, I'm planning on going out there. Like I said, as long as I'm not in, uh, I don't get cut or, you know, um, this, this is a crazy sport. So, like I said, I'm not taking Albert lightly. I'm planning on running through him because I need to um, get back to the belt, like, it doesn't matter who is in front of me. It just matters that, you know, the date, because basically I'm going to bring my best self no matter what, if, you know, on May 7th. With Albert, do you think you're going to submit him or do you think you can knock him out? I think I could do both. I've, I feel like I have a lot of forward pressure. Um, I feel like I can get him tired. He took this fight in 18 days notice. Um, I've been training for three months, you know. I'm in the best shape of my life. Uh, I'm, You know, I'm going to have a healthy weight cut here and uh, – Basically, 
I feel like I can pressure them and break them. Like I have some of the meanest pressure. Um, I feel like at bantamweight and I, and I spar like this whole camp, I've been sparring lightweights and featherweights. So I feel like, um, you know, with my level of training, man, I feel like I could finish them anywhere. And that's credit to a lot of my training partners now, like Kobe the Don. Um, we got Mads Brunel. He just fought in uh, Bellator last month. He beat Sal Rogers. Mm-hmm. I've been sparring and rolling with Kevin Lee. Um, I roll with Emil Meek. I roll with all these guys, man. They're huge. They're way bigger. You know what I mean? So it's like um, the level of training, you know, with all these, with all these partners, uh, Kai Kamaka, um, Boston Salmon, um, Puni, Puna, uh, our whole Hawaiian top team over there. Like we have so many good guys and that's all I've been training with Julian Arosa. Um, there's just so many like Gustavo Lopez, Cody Stamen, Marab. There's like, man, I train with so many great guys. Like I don't even know if any of my rounds off aren't against like high level pros. Every one of my sparring sessions has been either a one UFC or Bellator or, um, just very high level, uh, High level partner so i feel like i can beat him anywhere with james that fight ever happens would you rather knock him out or would you rather tap him out just to kind of show how much better your ground game is i would rather knock him down to his ass drop him the same way ricky did and then slowly finish that guy like break, bring him to the mat get on top of him like this little bully treatment he does to these guys that don't know jujitsu i would flatten his hips i would break him i would make him go to his stomach flatten his hips I would posture up over him and pound the shit out of him. I wouldn't even be, you know, I feel like I could submit him though. I mean, I feel like after I whoop his ass one day, he'll probably want to train with me and then I'll just whoop his ass again and again and again. Do you honestly not think if you go out there, finish Albert in the first, like you're going to be past James and even a title shot or rematch with Juan or Sergio, if he wins would be next. Yeah, that's interesting to me. Um, To be honest with you, However this plays out, all I know is I got to go out there and finish Morales. If I do that in spectacular fashion, um, I see all these other guys, man. There's like a lot of decision guys on this card, man. They're winning by decision, man. I finish guys, man. Like, I'm exciting, and that's what they want for the title fight, you know. I feel like, uh, like I said, me and Juan, now we can, you know, I think it was CBS fight of the year last year. Like I said, I stand by three rounds to two. I don't know what judge was scoring four to one, but three rounds to two, two judges had that. That being a three-round fight, I win that fight all day. So, um, it's a close fight, man. You know, now I got championship experience. I got into those fourth and fifth rounds. I know what I can do. I know I can take his power. He never wobbled me. He never took control of the uh, center, um, effective, uh, aggression, octagon control. Like that's me, but I, uh, wasn't able to pinpoint my strikes. He was able to have effective striking. So, um, you know, more efficient striking, should I say like each round he'd lay on like, let's say 10 more shots than me or in the, the ones he won. So it's not a, it's a matter of doing things a little bit differently. And now being out of Katrine Couture, having so much more partners that are that high level, having so many like world-class coaches, I feel like if I do get, when I do get past this guy and when I do finish him, whether Juan or Sergio win, I feel I can definitely uh, rematch Juan for the title. Or um, I feel like if Sergio wins, then, you know, that's a clear path for me to get a title shot because, um, but I don't know if Sergio would take a fight against me either. So it'd be it'd be a little difficult to kind of see where it goes. But even if Juan had lost, I wouldn't even mind fighting Juan and getting that one back for a three-round fight. Like, I want that. I just want that win back. Like, you know, I have an asterisk on my record. To 25, you know, I should be 25-0 and 0 in my brain. And uh, my, my preparation was a little off for that fight. So I'm thinking 
the the only thing I can can do better this time is control the way I prepare for it. And uh, if I do that correctly, I think I can beat both of those guys. I, I actually think uh, if you don't get the tell shot, fighting that winner, Darian Caldwell, he go coming out at the end of make make a lot of sense for you. And that would be like a clear-cut number one contender. Yeah, but I think that Caldwell, you know, he's got to do something, man. Like, you know, I, I, I feel you. But, like, at 35, he's got to do something. Like, if, yeah. if he wins against Higo, then I would say, yeah, he's right. Like, that dude just worked his way right back into the, you know what I mean, into the mix of the division. So, I didn't even know him and Higo were even fighting. But that's exciting, man. I'm excited for that fight now that you now that you say that. I think Darian Caldwell uh, does very well in that fight, though. I think he can beat Higo. Just last thing, obviously, you're in quarantine out in Mohegan Sun. What, what are you doing to pass the time? I'm just watching movies. Um just hanging out, man. You know, pretty bored. I just got here a couple hours ago. I'm quarantined until uh, nah, not tomorrow, the next morning. So I'm going to be just probably shadow boxing, man, envisioning the fight, calling all my friends and my family, FaceTiming them, driving them crazy for the next uh, 30 hours. And then, uh, you know, um, just hanging out. I brought my PlayStation. Maybe I'll play some, uh, I don't know, some 2K or something, man. I'll play some. I'm bored. Are your coaches allowed in your room with you, or are they separate from you? Uh, my coaches will be here tomorrow. They'll be in their own room, and they'll have to also quarantine. And then uh, Jake Shields will be here on Tuesday, and he'll be um, uh, quarantining in a separate room as well. So we, we all will be quarantined in the separate rooms until uh, we um, get our COVID test back. And then when they come back negative, then we can all probably like link back up, I'm sure. Uh, or we'll uh, all come to a room. So I'll come to like two people per room so that Bellator's not just have, you know, all these rooms for the week, you know. It's probably expensive, I'm sure. Uh, actually, just one more thing is obviously you see the UFC doing all these fans. Like, what's it going to be like for you when Bellator turns back to the sold-out crowd and you make that walk-out with fans again? Um, Man, you know, it's going to be it's gonna be amazing. Like, uh, this is my second time fighting in the COVID, uh, you know, with COVID. And then before my last fight, I was in Japan in front of like 40,000 yeah. fans. So it's like, I went from that to finally getting a title shot, finally being able to be like broadcasted. Man, I think my last fight, because there was no fans, we didn't even get like gear or like there was no promotional stuff. So it's like my name was attached to a main event and I didn't get any of the promotional stuff. I didn't get like a t-shirt with my, you know, mine and Juan's, you know, the, like the whole yeah. thing. So I felt like, you know, I, um, I'm excited to have that all back. You know, I want the promotion. I want the, um, the people screaming. I want to feel that energy because... I, I thrive in it. I do so much better when there's uh, fans. You know, I'm not as tense or nervous. But this time, it's a good for me. I feel because I want to write it. I want to write it differently. Like I didn't. I fought without fans last time, and I feel like I didn't. I didn't fire as well. I, you know, I was nervous. So this time, I really, really want to take advantage of this opportunity and just uh, calm it all down. Like I don't want to go in there like angry or, like you know, I don't want to fight angry. I just want to fight smart, man. If I could fight smart, then I'm a motherfucker to deal with. All right, well, Patchy man, I appreciate the time. Thanks for doing this again. Anytime, brother. I appreciate you. Big yep. shout out to um, Extreme Couture, all my coaches, um, my team, Kobe the Dom. Boy, help me out. Uh, he's one of my real good teammates out there. He's coming up. He's about to be a pro at 125. He's going to come take over. And then uh, big thank you to my family, uh, everyone that um, basically holds it down for me when I'm gone. Uh, my mother. Um, my kid's mother, uh, my kid's grandparents, you know, everyone that's around my daughter that uh, helps me out because I haven't been home in about two months. So it's uh, 
it's been tough. So I'm excited. Uh, my daughter's birthday is on May 5th. Uh, I fight May 7th and then we're coming home. I'm coming home to go throw our big ass birthday party. And I just can't wait to see my family. So thank you, man. I appreciate uh, All right. We're joined by Maurice Green, who's returning here pretty soon. Maurice, how's it going, man? Oh, man. You know, I'm always doing awesome, brother. I can't complain. Obviously, your last fight didn't go your way. Like, was this kind of the time frame you were looking or were you hoping to return a lot sooner? Um, I wanted to take as much time as I could off. Um, and really get comfortable and, and you know, get to vibe uh, with my coaches and figure out where I'm at and learn the new techniques they wanted to show me. So, I mean, this is right on track. I mean, it couldn't have been a better time for real. That time off, obviously, how beneficial do you think that's going to be where you could learn a lot of new things and it's not just a fight into another fight camp, into another fight camp, or you had several months to work? So you think about uh... – my UFC career so far has been fast and furious. I've taken seven fights in a little under two years. And uh, it's the longest layoff in between fights I've ever had since I've been in the UFC. So um, uh, I think it's great. I'm in the best shape of my life right now. I know I say it in every fight, but I'm truly in the best shape. You know, putting the time in in the gym uh, by myself when nobody's looking and um, – just finding finding my balance in life. It's really been moving to Albuquerque has been kind of humbling for me to where, you know, I kind of just zone out in, in my life and uh, everything. I have everything I need here for training. You know, I don't have to go far for it. Uh, I've, it's never been like this. I have as, as many training partners that I, I can ever wish for. You know what I mean? How is the move out to Albuquerque and Jackson Because there's a lot of good light heavyweights and heavyweights out there you can work with. Uh, move was great, man. You know, I got got the best training partners in the world, from light heavyweight to heavyweight. Uh, yeah, it just it doesn't get. You got the biggest guys, you got the the mid guys, you got the small, you got shorter, stocky guys. I mean. You look at Juan Adams, and we got, uh, you know, an amateur named John Cunningham. Um, he used to play for the he used to play for the Falcons, and that motherfucker's rough. You know, he, he's still he's learning, and he's growing every day. So it, it's great to spar with him because he gives me looks that I don't see very often anymore because of the level of guys that I fight, you know. Um, more of a wild, more of a wild look, you know, where he's really trying to do the moves. But it's a great way for me to see other shit, you know. Um, if you if you only train one guy forever, you know, how can you grow if you don't get different looks? We got a lot of different looks at Jackson Wink. And your opponent here, Marcos Ruggiero de Lima, like how much do you know about him? He's been in the UFC for a while, but he, he doesn't fight all that often. He's about one or two fights a year. Um... I know, uh, you know, he he beat uh, he beat Ben Sassoli, and I watched that fight. And Ben's a tough motherfucker, so um, that's kind of where I'm at with it. You know, this fight's not. I mean, we, I, I fight at the highest level, and um, whether I'm not at the highest of the highest level because you know that that's your top 15, but um, the UFC is the NFL of what we do. So um, I don't take anybody lightly, man. All I can control is what I can control. Um, and I don't let any of that other shit uh, really get to me, you know? 
It's gonna be a tough fight. Like they all are. He's powerful. Like they all are. He's short and stocky. Like a lot of them are. You know. Uh, the only difference is, you know, he has really good jiu-jitsu, which I don't know if I've seen him. I know it's a Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt, so he knows, he knows his way around the ground. And he's a Brazilian, so he's probably good at kickboxing or uh, Thai boxing or whatever you want to call it. What the fucking do? Uh, I was looking because he's obviously a former light heavyweight. You're a lot bigger than him. Like you have a seven inch reach advantage. Like how important do you think that's going to be? Where you could like just jab him up and he can, can not even let him get inside. Uh, he's going to get inside. It happens. There's nothing you can do about that. I mean, it's not boxing, right? It's yeah. Boxing. He don't. He'll if he wants to get there, he'll, he'll get his he'll get his ass in there. But I got something for his ass if he want to bring his ass inside. So it's really up. It's up to him, man. It's up to him. I got something for him everywhere you want to go. What is that? How? What American Express said. I got something for everywhere you want. I'm everywhere you want to be. I can go. It's cracking. How do you see this fight playing out? Because obviously you have a lot of knock power. He's a guy that when he gets finished, it's normally by submission. But yeah, I wouldn't be surprised even if you do catch him in some kind of submission if he kind of just takes a bad shot on you. I'm submitting him for sure. We go to the ground on submitting him. Hey, listen, I'm submitting him. Yeah, I'll put it this way. Ever since you know, I grappled with Alexio Olenek and fist off a bunch of. Yeah, I, I am where I think I am, regardless of the belt that I wear in jiu-jitsu. So, uh, we go to the ground. He better be sharp. I'm or I'm gonna submit that ass, and I'm gonna feel real good about it. I'm gonna submit that ass. Trust me. Promise you that. Do you think your ground game gets a lot underrated because of like the way you kind of grew up with the kickboxing? Then people really only saw the Olenek fight, but who like Olenek? You were fending off a lot of submissions, or a lot of those guys would have been tapped out a lot sooner. I mean, I threw I threw up a triangle. Yeah, and he he squeezed out of it. And I used that space to get to the fence and get my ass back to my feet. You know, yeah, I know this game. You know, I don't know everything. I'm a, I'm a blue belt. I don't know everything, but I've been around the game for like ten years. You know, I just just been kind of slacking on being in my gi, and you know, but yeah, they can they can play if they want to. Fucking end up sleeping. Are you a bit disappointed you're not on one of those pay per views in front of fans? Because obviously this card's back the apex in front of no one. Like I told the last the last interview I did, my goal this year is to buy a house. I don't give a fuck if I'm on a pay per view or not. I'm not gonna make no more money for being on pay per view. Then I'll make for, for being part I'm on now. Um, so, and to be honest with you, let me be completely honest with you, I've learned to grow to enjoy that cage at the apex, um, find my rhythm in the cage. Um, I figured out this camp that, you know, a lot of my, I'd, I'd be really good fight night, but a lot of my uh, hesitation sometimes is, was getting in that little cage and looking on the other side of that cage and like, fuck, he's right there. That motherfucker right there, okay. You know, um, I've done something different this camp where I should have been doing for a long time. I put myself in that environment week after week after week to get used to. It's going to be a hell of a fight. I promise you that. I promise you that. It's going to be a fight. What do you think? Back and forth, 
what he wants to understand. What? What do you think a win over Marcos does to you? You're a guy that you've been in the rankings before, and you fought a lot of those tough guys. Um, I like again, I I can control what I can control. I don't care. I mean, I do care what it does for me, but that's not for me to decide. So I'm not gonna worry about where I could be, what it could be, what's after. I'm gonna worry about the task at hand. That's main. A little over a week, we're stepping in there. We got a job to do. Once we come out with the W, we'll go ahead and uh, assess and see what the smartest move is moving forward. Is the goal to be as active as possible so you can get as much money to buy that house? The goal is to be. But hey, the goal is always to be as active as possible. But um, uh, we got to be active with a purpose, you know. Um, you can't just be active. You can't just be taking fights just to fight. I gotta be active with a purpose, um, and the fights need to get me to the belt. That's kind of where I'm at. So, and when it's time to have that talk, I'll have that talk right now. We're just trying to get the fights to get me to the rankings. You know what I mean? One step at a time. Uh, we'll, we'll build this house brick by brick. So. Uh, just a few more things. Is tough is coming back. You were obviously on the last season of tough. What do you kind of make of it coming back? I fucking think it's awesome. Two of my teammates are on the show. Shit. Fucking uh, Gil, Gilbert Urbina, and uh, Determined Dan. Danny's on the show with his whole mullet out. Yeah. Whole main mullet. Yeah, I'm excited, man. I'm excited for these guys. I'm excited to, you know, I know a couple of the guys on the show, so it's. You know, and, and, I, and I know how stressful that can be. And I can only imagine how stressful it's going to be for those guys. Uh, you know, they're going to have to make weight. <laughs> they're going to have to fucking make weight and cut weight. And so, you know, I just hope they, they're able to keep grounded, stay away from the bullshit, figure out an outlet, you know, and be really be themselves. Because, you know, if you, if you put yourself into a, a shell so the world can't see who you are, guess what? The world won't see who, you are, see who you are. I mean, when you go back and think about season 28 of Tough, what do you, who do you think about? You would be one of the first guys everyone thinks about. Okay. Uh, probably Macy, just because she won the women's season. Those would probably be the first two I'd think of. Yeah, there you go. But that's, that's just because, yeah, you didn't, you didn't, they saw the good, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And you know, you didn't even get to see all the really good times. You know, I just gave him, I gave him, I gave him the, the real me. I was in that bitch crying, smoking cigarettes, all that shit. Uh, I, just last thing, obviously the nickname, everyone sees there, the crochet boss. How's, how's the crocheting going? Um, you know, I always crochet, man, but I've been making coasters. I've been making coasters lately, so... I use my beer cans and I repurpose them and I make coasters. You know, if you if you watch Ultimate Fighter, you know I drink beer. Call me alcoholic if you want to, but I make the dopest coasters on the market right now. Your grandma can't even make doper coasters. What's crochet supposed to make? And and the beautiful part is, you know, I drink them. Whether it's a wine in a can or a beer in a can, anything in a can, I'm about to drink for the cause of making the coaster. Okay. <laughs> 
So the beer drinking is for your business. You're, you're drinking the beer for the coasters. It's yes. not because you want to. It's because you need to. Yes. That's, see, now, you're, now we're on the same page. So, guys, don't get mad at me. I'm just trying to give you a full-service, nice coaster, you know, that, that you can show your friends in your man cave or your she shed, you know. You can't have a she shed or a man cave with some basic coasters. It's like having a VIP section with a basic bitch. You gotta have some bad bitches. I'm just saying. See. All right. Well, Maurice, I appreciate the time as always. Thanks for doing this, man. No problem, Colton. You have a great day, man. Yeah, have a good one.